Alrighty, everyone, welcome back to another glass wall session for the fall 2023 semester. And joining us for this episode, we have Morgan. Uh, hey, um, my name is Morgan. I am a freshman, a marine biology major, and I am turning 20 at the end of next month. So, awesome. Yeah. So we actually found Morgan through uh, Uncouth Hour. So how did you find yourself at Uncouth that night? Um, so I had heard about Uncouth during one of the tours. Um, and I've always like, I've always really wanted to get into performing and I lived in a really small town. So there was no, like the only place you could sing is a karaoke bar and I'm not going to sing in front of a whole bunch of drunk people. So, <laughs> um, it just sort of like, it felt like a, a good way to sort of like unpack some nerves. And I went the first time and it sort of just, I kept on going ever since. It was a really nice thing to do. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Well, are you ready to jump, jump into uh, your first song here? Sure, let's let's get into it. All right, awesome. All righty. Tells me I'm hurt. 
Spider-Man. That was incredible. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. So I know you said you uh, had done karaoke bars, but was this kind of like, how did you find out that like, you know, you not only that, like you could sing, but like you really had like a passion for. for... Um, so my family is very musical. Um, my mom has been in choir since she was a kid. Um, my sister was in choir and band. My brother was in band. Um, my dad, he came from a really Catholic family. So a lot of people were in like Catholic choirs at the time. Um, but yeah, music has just been like a really big part of my life. I think like one of my earliest memories is singing Hey There Delilah as a kid in the bathtub. (laughs) Um, so music has just been a really big part of me. I found more a passion and then sort of realized that I was pretty good at singing, I guess. Um, uh, music has always been it. I guess not to sound like really cheesy, but it like transcends more of like a hobby and into just something that feels really healing for me. Um, a lot of the songs that I listen to are, I guess, more on the sadder side, but it's just a really helpful avenue for me to feel my feelings. Um, and if you're familiar with the song Cherry Wine and Hosier as an artist, he's very, very lyrically inclined and very powerful in his music. Cherry Wine is a really important song. Um, it's just, it's about like abusive dynamics. And I just think that music that sings about that and talks about the complex feelings of being in a situation there where it is a bad situation to be in, but when you're in there, you're just like completely blinded by the situation because you are so in love with that person. And I think that talking about those complex feelings is a really important thing to bring up in conversations like that yeah no absolutely and so um you said you sing mainly for yourself as kind of like a healing Mm -hmm. uh part of it so how did that um how does that translate when you sing more out in public and kind of that uh dynamic um creates a lot more nerves (laughs) um uh singing and music is a very vulnerable experience for me so um at first singing in front of people was terrifying because it felt like I was burying a part of my soul to them. But I've gotten to a point now where I think it's it's enjoyable and it's important um, for, for me personally to be out there and to be singing um, as, you know, as a queer person. Um, it's very important for visibility to happen. Um, again, I grew up in a really small town. It was like 30 minutes south of Alabama. 30 minutes north of the coast, and um, the town struggled to keep a population above 6,500. So it was a very, growing up, I didn't get to see people like me, and I didn't get to um, be a visible person. So now that I'm in a position and in an area where I feel safer doing that, I think it's really important to do that. And I, and I think I couldn't think of a better place than the land here. For, right. I mean, yeah. Especially Stetson as well, having such a welcoming uh, community here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I recently did an interview with uh, Touchstone. Okay. And um, just like seeing the amount of people that like I can just relate to on that level is it's very it's very good. It's very healing for me to see that. So I'm okay. really glad that I came here. Yeah, absolutely. And so speaking of like coming here, so how'd you find like find Stetson and like kind of what brought you to here specifically? <laughs> so funny story, um, Stetson, uh, like from my, I think junior year, um, was sending me emails, sending me mail <laughs> all the time. And um, once I got to senior year, I was, um, I was already graduated. I was really, I wasn't in the best place. Um, and 
I sort of applied to a handful of colleges as a sort of, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, so I applied to Stetson. I applied early decision because I was like, it was sort of, um, I guess, like my last move. You know, if I got into Stetson, then I would continue. I would continue developing like my career. I would continue developing as a person. Um, but I knew that if I didn't get in, I would be stuck in that town. Um, and getting accepted uh, was probably like the biggest step forward for me because it sort of, it helped me realize A, that I had an opportunity to keep going and that B, that people saw a person who could keep going with me. And that was super exciting. I remember getting accepted. I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and so then you decided to uh, pursue the major here now that. Yes. Um, I remember when I was a kid, uh, this is a very, it's a joke among like a lot of people that I'm friends with that, you know, every person that we knew who said they wanted to grow up to be a marine biologist ended up being some sort of gay. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, but I remember um, in kindergarten, I said that I wanted to be a marine biologist and in pre-K, I wanted to be a crocodile wrestler. Um, I don't think that that one's going to happen. I mean, you are in Florida, so. <laughs> hey, you know, maybe one day. Um, but I've had a huge fascination with um, just the life under the sea. Uh, deep sea creatures are both terrifying and incredibly interesting <laughs> to me. Um, and I think that the thing that really pushed me, um, actually, I follow a YouTuber um, who is entirely just talking about marine biology stuff. <laughs> And she did a video on um, it was uh, it was zooplankton. Okay. And I was like, zooplankton are crazy. Like there's a <laughs> type of zooplankton that can just grow silica out of its body, and it protects itself through that, which is weird. And just learning more about like all of the crazy things that are in the ocean, I'm like, I want to know more about how this stuff happens. Um, and having a marine biology program that is mostly populated by marine biologists who like have a leg in the field um, an internship with exactly what I want to do I want to work with um, a rescue rehab and one of the internships here is a rescue rehab it's like it just felt like everything sort of fell into place and now I'm sort of like I don't have an option but not to take advantage of it <laughs> because if I didn't I'd feel silly um, <laughs> but yeah and so uh, as a freshman now, I mean, it's uh, September, late mm. September now. So how are you feeling now that you're, you're here? You're here and... um, I'm incredibly happy. Um, I've found a really steadfast group of people to hang out with. I feel like my social group is just growing every day. And um, my biology professor, um, Dr. C, um, <laughs> shout out to her. Uh, she is offering to take me on one of her um, field research things uh, that she collaborates with with a nonprofit um, next month, which is really exciting. Um, I'm, I feel like really motivated to keep going now because I have all of these tools that are being given to me, and I'm in a position where it's like I don't, I don't see why I wouldn't use them. Yeah, and I think that's one of the best things about uh, college is just the resources, the yeah. people, and just being able to kind of be in person in that environment. So. Absolutely. Especially with like smaller classes, it feels like I'm able to connect more interpersonally with both the people that I'm classmates with and the professors. So mm -hmm. it's really exciting. Yeah. So what song do we have up next? Uh, n next up, I think it should be Hard Times, Hard Times. by Ethel Kane. <laughs> 
sind sie selber. <lacht> Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that take a lot out of you? Uh, yeah, it's a very, it's a, if you couldn't tell, it's a pretty heavy song. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll, I'll say I was going to ask, um, you know, you sing with such emotion and such um, gravity. Is it, uh, is that something that you kind of constantly want to, like, is it very cathartic for you to just kind of sing these all the time and just kind of bring that out constantly? Absolutely. Um, I, especially with songs, um, that feels so personal. Um, Ethel Kane, I have a huge connection with her music. Um, it's very narrative based and um, it covers a lot of ground that is a very lived experience for me. Um, growing up in, um, I mean, she herself grew up in Tallahassee um, and a lot of her music talks about the complicated relationship of growing up in like a Southern Baptist area and um, being a trans woman. Um, and that song specifically, within the narrative, is talking about um, her relationship with her father. Um, and I remember the first time that I sat down and listened to that song, um, it was late at night and I had the window open um, and I'm pretty sure that my neighbors thought I was getting murdered. <laughs> um, uh, but that song, it's very, um, it's very cathartic. Uh, I really, one of my favorite touches about that song specifically is the cicadas in the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, because, again, I grew up with a lot of cicadas. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, that song is just, it's, it's a hard hitter. Um, but I think it's a very... It's a very good song. <laughs> um, yeah. And so has uh, kind of your journey as, uh, as a member of the LGBTQ community kind of been like um, something that you put at the forefront of your, uh, your singing? Or is that um, sort of something that's always kind of like, how, how do you, how do you uh, yeah, see yeah. that relationship? Um, it is both constant in everything that I do um, because it's a very inescapable part of me. Um, and it is both something that I want to uplift, but also at times sort of subdue. I think that it's incredibly important to share the stories of people who um, both the joy and the trauma of growing up in that sort of environment. Um, but at times I want to sort of, I don't want to distance myself from it, but I want to have both parts of myself show in my art, both the inherently queer and political side of me and also just all of the other parts of me. Um, so at times I do wish to have that sort of separation. Um, but at the same time, I recognize that it is a very, it's something that I can't escape necessarily. Not that I want to, but sometimes, sometimes it'd be a little convenient. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially uh, now, I'm sure nowadays, sometimes it feels oh, yeah. very, very uh, scary to kind of come out with that. Um, oh yeah. It's, um, that's why I, especially now, am trying to uplift myself more. Um, just because I recognize that a lot of people aren't in my position. A lot of people aren't in an area where 
they can safely have these conversations um, or they can safely be out as people. Um, and I feel like that's why I want to start being more blatant with myself and being more out and being more proud of it because I know that me like back in middle school or back in high school would look at where I am now and if I weren't doing that, they'd be pissed. <laughs> they, they would not be happy with me. But yeah. Yeah, I've always, um, I've had, um, I've heard the the phrase, you know, especially especially living in Orlando and uh, or living around Orlando, Orlando mm. pride, and I've heard the the saying that you know pride, pride in the community and pride in general isn't just about being uh, a person in the LGBTQ community, but like pride in yourself. And do you feel that's kind of like how you feel whenever you um, kind of live your life, or is it, and also just with your music too, you just feel that sense of kind of pride with? Yeah, I um I feel like. Pride as a concept, whenever it comes to queer people, um, it is both, as you said, pride within the community and within yourself. And I think that that means honoring everything about yourself, even the parts that you don't like to look at. There are parts of myself that like, you know, not only just like from a gender perspective, but also just from like a person. There are parts of myself that I'm not proud of, but I need to remember that every part of me comes together to create the person that I am and that I should be proud of that person because I'm making steps that I never thought I would. And I am, I'm just incredibly happy with where I am now. And I need to remember that like every part of myself got me there. Absolutely. Yeah. So we have uh, one more song. Here. We sure do. Yeah. Not a lot just forever by Adrienne Lenker. Love it. Love uh, it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Alrighty. Yeah. Still 
<laughs> all righty <laughs> yeah a little bit of trail on there <laughs> no that's always fun that's gotcha <laughs> so uh what made you want to sing that song um first of all i played it for some of my friends who i'm going to be sending this episode to <laughs> and um it makes them cry so i got you um but also it is a very um i feel like it's very accurate to the way that i experience romantic love um, in the way of I am a very all or nothing kind of person. Um, so that sort of line of not a lot, just forever, that is the name of the song. Um, sort of like I um, I don't have a lot of needs. I don't have a lot of wants. I just want, I just want devotion. And that sort of, that song really sort of plays into that idea of like, there's so much that, um, there's so much there's so much small things that happen um the rock bearing the weather the wren bearing the feather like just growing with somebody and changing with somebody and experiencing life for a long time with somebody just feels very intimate and real so i chose that song because it makes me feel things <laughs> about that um but yeah Alrighty. Well, Morgan, it was a pleasure to have you here Absolutely. for our glass wall session. So where can we find any of, can we find any of your work or are you on social media anywhere? Um, not now. <laughs> um, uh, my friends have been pressuring me to get onto social media. Social media scares me. Um, but I am currently starting, um, do not hold your breath, um, on making a, a solo music project. Um, I do not have a timeline, do not have anything like that, but I am starting something. So keep an eye out for my name, I guess. Um, not to be confused with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> character by the same name. Didn't know that I, that there was one, but yeah. All right, there you go. <laughs> all righty. <laughs> and so if you all want to hear more Glass Wall Sessions and find more about what radio we are, what.radio on Instagram. And so uh, our overhead media organization, Hatter Network, is also there on Instagram. So, Morgan, thank you again. And thank you so much. we'll hopefully see you for another episode maybe in the future. <laughs> maybe. All righty. Thank you all for watching, and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you.